713 now on this Friday morning, March 3rd. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. My respect for Tan Trung is... Um, it never ceases to 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 wane. It's very high. I think the world of him as a man, and also, um, I don't want to sound hooky or anything, but I really do. Ton, I think the world of you, and I think you're one hell of a journalist, and you got the skins on the wall to prove it. You really do, and I think we're lucky to have you. Good morning. Good morning, Tom. I hope that gas kick never runs out. For, yeah, did I <laughs> for say all that? Those just, compliments. I appreciate that. Did I say that just like you wanted me to? I tried to read it. I didn't want to sound like oh, I was just, reading. Just descriptive. Okay, good. Just descriptive, my friend. No, but seriously, I mean that. You, you know what I think about you. Uh, tell me about this podcast you got out for people that don't know the underpinnings, the background story. So, for the Ton Report, which is the name of the podcast, this week I'm taking a look at some of the decisions and some of the factors that go into crime coverage. And obviously that's relevant here in the New Orleans area because crime and public safety is arguably the the most important issue affecting all of us. Uh, But the backstory of it is uh, on February 22nd, a reporter in Orlando was sent out to cover a shooting, which is commonplace here in New Orleans. You you see it all the time on television, on the radio and, and newspaper as well. And Dylan Lyons went out to report on a deadly shooting in the Pine Hills neighborhood in that city. And he and a photographer were sitting inside their news unit when the suspect came back to the original scene and then shot at them. And Dylan Lyons, the reporter, ended up dying. Uh, The suspect then went back into another house and then shot a mother and a nine-year-old girl. And the nine-year-old girl died as well. And it's less about the, the podcast is less about the shooting itself, because obviously the, that happened in another city. And I'm trying to stay focused on southeast Louisiana and New Orleans. But I wanted to take a look at the choices and the conditions that put that reporter in that position. And more holistically, I wanted to take a look at how we consume crime coverage and how it's covered in the news as well. So I sat down with Michael Juicy, he's the chairman of the journalism department at Loyola University, and we had a deep conversation about some of the decisions that go into why we cover news uh, when it comes to crime, how it's covered, and how it's consumed by the audience. Yeah, I kind of got ahead of myself here uh, when I didn't even tell people the name of it. It's called the Ton Report, and if you Google the T-H-A-N-H, Ton Report, it'll come up. It's available on the Odyssey app. And you can see everything that he's done so far, Um, going back to DeMar Hamlin and Metairie's Miracle Mo, a great uh, podcast on that, sports betting in Louisiana, even something like uh, carnival parades and the women behind the the crew of Iris. Um, This is a far more serious topic, though, of course, Ton. And um, journalists getting killed in the United States, it is a pretty rare phenomenon but I guess you want to look at this because of the violence that's in the city and how quickly news teams are dispatched to cover a murder or a shooting? Yeah, and I want to be clear that you know I'm not a big supporter of the media covering the media. I don't think that's our role. Mm-hmm. But I think that the, the killing of this reporter brings up a, a teachable or a reflective moment to take a look at how we cover crime and you know, I'll just give an example in my years in television, not, not just in this city, but I've reported in many cities. I would say that sometimes uh, because, you know, the, the reactionary nature of news is that you hear of something and then you go right out to it. But 
when you see the reporter or you hear the reporter on scene, often when it's breaking news and that's how it's labeled a lot, you tend to see the reporter out there saying, you know, it's an active scene. We don't have much information. Police aren't saying much. The neighbors aren't saying much. Possibly the family of the victims aren't saying much. So my question is, if you're not getting information, are you necessarily doing that job of a reporter in getting reliable information to the public? And are you just there to fill a news hole? And I would say that in my career in television, there have been some times that I would say that I've been sent out because there was no news um, and there was a quote unquote slow news day. And I think that with just the nature of how people receive this news, I, I think we really need to reflect on why we're doing and covering all of this crime when we could be covering other issues as well. And, and to be clear, I'm not saying that we get rid of all crime coverage. We just need to be smarter about that. And the podcast takes a look at some of the ways that we can do that better. Um, and again, you know, the, all of this is a judgment call. I don't have the answers for sure. And I'll be the first to admit that. But I think it's a, it's a worthy discussion. You know, for a long time, I've been I've been talking about the structure of newscasts themselves, because sometimes there's not 30 minutes of news. Sometimes there's only 15 minutes of news. Other days, there are 90 minutes of news where you're not, some days you're making things news that really aren't. Other days, you're giving short shrift to things that should be covered extensively because of the time um, t- guidelines, and it just seemed to me like that was always a flawed premise to begin with. We're going to take a break, Tom, when we come back. I want to talk about newsroom budgets and staffing. I know uh, a lot of reports that I see, if you look carefully, and, and I'm kind of like in it, so I, I look, and you can see a reporter with the tripod set up and the camera. I think they're sending them out there to cover, do the story all by themselves. I don't even know what kind of staff they have anymore. And we'll talk about the audience's demand for crime coverage and more. It is called the Ton Report, and he looks at the, the murder of a journalist in Florida covering crime, and he makes some um, pretty good points about coverage of crime. And the other thing, Ton, is that, as you well know from your career, the things that are the most serious, and it goes to the, the end with Edward quote, back in its time, in the context of that time, saying the only thing he had to worry about was being caught with a live boy or a dead girl, in that people don't have a lot of patience sometimes to sit down with a piece of paper and draw diagrams or a flow chart about, wait, this one did that to who, which led to that, which caused this. And that's a lot of time where the really big money scams take place and scandals in government, but the public, for whatever reason, doesn't have the patience either to follow it or maybe the news, we in the news business, not that I really am, but don't don't give it the coverage that it deserves. More when we come back, 720. Tommy Tucker talking to Tan Trung. Traffic now, WWL. 725, Tommy Tucker, WWL, talking to my, I guess I can say colleague, if that doesn't insult him, Tan Trung. This guy is a journalist's journalist and got the skins on the wall to prove it. We're lucky to have him on a Tan Report this week, I guess. Tan, they drop every week? Yes, God willing. Yeah. Um, of course, they got, you know, different things dictate that. But you can go to the odyssey.com, download the app, and, and listen to all of them. We're talking about crime coverage. What about newsroom budgets and staffing? How does that factor into this? I think it's a huge issue, and it's a huge factor, Tommy, because you take a look at what can be covered. And just like any business, any department, compared to the New Orleans Police Department, if you have the staff, you can deploy your staff to cover and respond to a lot of issues. 
in a lot of crime in, in the case of the NOPD. But if you have a smaller staff and you have a smaller budget, then you have to be very cognizant and very aware of where you send your people. So the question that I present in the podcast is that if you have a shrinking newsroom, which is the case for everybody, our newsroom included, you know, I, I don't need to tell you that you, know, you take a look at the staff at any, any particular media company, it's far smaller than it was 10, 15 years ago. And the demand for information is, hasn't changed. If, if anything, it's, it's increased. So if you have a smaller team now, how do you deploy your team to cover and what do you determine is important to cover? Do you cover every shooting? Do you cover every carjacking? Do you cover every car breaking? Or, you know, in, in the local case here recently, do you dedicate a reporter to start digging into why the particular assistant district attorney at the district attorney's office in Orleans Parish uh, refused gun charges after Mardi Gras? Mm -hmm. That takes much more time uh, and less, uh, you know, I would say sexy in terms of what can be, you know, put across your website or on the television screen or even presented in radio. But you, you can argue that that's a substantive issue that you should discuss and look into. Uh, but if you have fewer reporters and fewer photographers or reporters in, in general and editors, uh, is it quote unquote easier to send them out to the shooting that happens at three o'clock in the afternoon? Well, sure it is. Uh, it's, least, it's easier and it's more cost effective to send somebody out there with a, a camera and and uh, maybe if they're not by themselves, I guess they got to ha have an engineer for the live shot. But to say I don't really know what's going on, but you know we'll keep you covered, as opposed to actually taking the time to pay journalists like David Hammer, Mike Pearlstein, or yourself to dig into stories and find out where the skeletons are, right? But does the audience get what they demand? That that's a great question, and you know I, I would I would say I'm, I'm certainly not the the quote unquote investigative journalist as all the other ones are. I just take a different approach to news, and I take a different approach to stories. But I think that also you have to consider the times that we're in, too. You take a look at some of the biggest stories in terms of just police and, you know, the, the policing of police. It was George Floyd and the recent beating in, in Memphis. You know, those those stories were basically coming from cell phone footage and body camera footage. There was no reporter involved. And again, I want to be clear. I don't want to say that reporters are not necessary, but. We have to be smarter in newsrooms, I think, have to be smarter in how they use their resources, because a lot of the news now is coming from the community. It's generated from the community. You know, there are people watching and filming stuff, uh, sending it and po posting it to social media that starts a, a big either trend or a big issue or brings, brings up a big problem that we should pay attention to. It's not necessarily the reporters doing it because – I think we're, many of the newsrooms are strapped for resources that we can't go out to the community and find stuff. We're just react, reacting to many of the things that are happening in our community. And if you are going to rely on smartphones and social media, don't cut the budget. Reallocate that money so that you can do some investigative journalism. But it seems to me like the answer is always to cut, 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 cut. Yeah, that, that, is a, that is a big issue. And I encourage people to listen to the podcast. They can find it on the Odyssey app. They can listen to the episode on WWL Radio. Um, and also it's on every platform for podcasts as well. The Ton um, report, if um, what are you working on next, Ton? If you can tell I got us. A couple of, uh, yeah, I got a couple of uh, stories coming up. Uh, I'm, I'm working to, and, you know, there's a variety of things, but 
uh, Dillard University is having their inaugural season for baseball. Um, and there's also, I'm doing a, a feature on fishing in City Park. And I know these are, quote, unquote, less serious, but you know, th- this is the variety of the podcast. I don't want to just be sticking to one one niche. Well, I think that's what makes it so entertaining. Thank you, Tom. Appreciate your work. We'll talk to you again soon, all right? All right, Tommy. Thank you, sir. You bet. Have a great weekend. Tom Trung, who is our uh, our WWL um journalist um multimedia journalist i guess is what he is and it's called the ton report uh well worth a listen we've even got one up there about pool greasers it's pretty funny Seven thirty. back in a flash with mark roses we help you manage your money on this friday morning here on wwl